The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. I don't know. I'm recording so now. I'm ready. What are we covering the first episode? Random conspiracy theories, unless you oh, want to save it and delve into shit we've been digesting. Right. I don't care. You're in charge. You tell us. What kind of mood is everybody in? Should we get a little bit more drunk? Okay. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> this is all staying in, right? I'm scared. <laughs> no, it's fine. Welcome to the Big Shiny Podcast. <laughs> Rebecca's in charge. Look at me. I am the captain now. That was good. Was good job, Tyson. <laughs> I'm going to clip that out and make it a text tone. (laughs) Um, Dang, who here saw Annihilation? I was supposed to go Friday and I didn't. I got. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, is it hitting Netflix on the 12th? Uh, Worldwide, not in the US. Because it was released theatrically in the US, it's getting a Netflix release everywhere else. Which means it's hitting Torrent on the 13th. Which means it's hitting Torrent on the 13th. Tom Flix. I got you guys. Oh, please. Tom doesn't update Tom Flix. He will with Annihilation. I will will if you ask me for shit. I just don't care otherwise. By the way, Bubba Hotep does not fucking exist. Right? On the internet, it doesn't exist. No, it it exists. You can buy the DVD from somebody for 47 fucking dollars. It's not on any I still have a disk drive and a computer, so someone buy it and I'll rip it for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's... And return it. Here's the thing about me asking you to put stuff on Tom Flix is I can just get it myself. Right. It's just That's so true. convenient when you already have it there. Oh, like, the I actually have a request. What is that? Will you remember it? Yeah. I need the entire Mobile Fighter G Gundam series because oh, okay. I keep watching it on YouTube and it keeps getting taken down. Uh, on top of Tyson, King of the Hill vanished off of Tom Flix. <gasps> That's fucking Dun. weird. Cause... So Plex gets really fucky sometimes. I was looking into it on the Plex subreddit and sometimes certain shows will just fuck up on the listing oh so, so it's probably still on yours I mean, unless someone's been fucking with my server yeah it's probably still on there but yeah i went to watch it one day and i was like, oh, oh. Cool. so that, that was three requests right. annihilation cool. king of the hill i also need to get a better fighter g gundam all right i also need to get a better setup of steven universe because i started watching that show again and i remembered it's magical and i need to watch more steven universe do you not have hulu I was going to say, I think it's all just uh, Hulu. I think we steal Hulu from my sister-in-law because that's how we've been watching um, Parasite. What is Parasite? It is an anime about a kid who's afraid of bugs. And he wakes up one day and there is some weird drill-nosed thing drilling into his arm. Pass. No! And so he gives himself a tourniquet to stop it. And so the thing is only able to merge and digest his hands, not his brain like the parasites want to. And now he has like superhuman strength and his hand is like his fucking soulless parasite, but he's a person and parasites are taking over all the people and he's fighting them. It's pretty great. And it has like a super emo in- intro song. So it's really <laughs> hilarious because it's in English. It's a hundred percent English, but it's the, it, the English is so bad. You think it's in Japanese. It's, oh, the show's great. It's, it's actually a really, really good show too. Okay. Kind of like Parasite Eve without the weird uh, biological fucking. I, uh, before I, I tell you what I've been watching on Hulu, uh, Annihilation, I just finished the book as well. And oh, cool. the movie has taken some serious liberties in calling itself an adaptation. <laughs> the book and the movie are very different. Movie, pretty good. There's one part that was really scary. Prep yourself for that. Mm. Um, but then at the end, it was real weird. So if you like to get high, do that before <laughs> the movie. Hey, what was this movie again? Annihilation. Annihilation. Okay. <laughs> uh, but stuff I've been watching on Hulu, LA to Vegas, 
I've been See, watching that. Yeah, so very good. Here's why I love it. Is that it. the airplane one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here's why I love it. Uh, a producer and writer wrote for Scrubs and Happy Endings, and I'm working with Kimmy Schmidt. So that's why I think it is. I also hilarious. the main um, character Ronnie mm-hmm. reminds me a fuck ton of Britta from Community. Right? Oh, oh shit! Fucking Britta. All right. Hey guys, oh, she's man. a trashier, <laughs> smarter Britta. Can I can I admit something? We're not recording. Yeah, no, we are. <laughs> um, God. I I don't think I like happy endings. That's, That's okay. fine. It's oh. your poor wife. You don't have to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, like, I because she's been putting it on for me, happy endings, and <laughs> I just. I just, I, I don't know if it's just like, I just don't like the characters. That's which fine. It's weird because, so I like. Rebecca just doesn't want to be your friend anymore. It's fine. No, everyone's entitled to their dumb opinions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, the only people in the show that I really like make me laugh are the blonde girl who's like super competitive and her husband. Those two. Brad and Jane. Brad and Jane are like the only people in the show that make me laugh. So when Rain. they're, when they're not on screen, I'm like, well, why aren't they here yet? There's Brad and Jane. <laughs> And I think that's why maybe I don't like the show because it's just me waiting for Brad and Jane to show up. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So, that's so are we talking about what we've digested? Yeah, and I'm, the, I don't like that. Stop saying it. Pizza digested. Chinese. You know what consumed. else I've digested recently? <laughs> All of cookies. Queer Eye and some cookies. <laughs> Fuck, I love cookies. Do you Fuck know who queer kept uh, his watch of Queer Eye a total secret? Who? This guy, Nick. Yeah. I did it in like a day. Leave me alone. I don't live tweet my fucking life. You Why not? You should because I te- I messaged him and I was like, yo, dog, you've been watching Queer Eye? And he's like, yes, all in caps. And I'm like, is that a yes? Like, God, get off my back about it. Or like, <laughs> yes, like, please, can we talk about it? Hey, bro, why are you yelling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just. You missed out on becoming Bobby Burke's best friend with us. Yeah. Senpai has noticed me. I keep my Twitter private because I was job hunting. I know. Yeah, but now you got the job, so now you can. Yeah, I don't know what works like yet. I'm gonna keep that quiet. <laughs> keep it real quiet. Right. So the new Queer Eye <gasps> is fucking awesome. Were you a fan of the original? You know, I think I caught a few episodes yeah, here and there, but I was indifferent. Like I didn't hate it. But... I used to love really? the original. Bravo. Yes. In I think it's the second episode where Jonathan is teaching the guy. Uh, spray, delay, walk away, and how mm-hmm. to apply cologne. That's how I learned to apply perfume. And ever since <laughs> I was a wee teenager, I had ever since used the queer eye technique. <laughs> well, I I just remember watching a couple of the original episodes, and there was two things that kind of bothered me. First off, I wasn't a big fan of the original Fab Five. I didn't think that they were super likable. Did you like know Carson Cressley? Oh god, no, he, he actually bugged me the most. Like. <laughs> Um, He's the only one who I remember. So I didn't know who he was. I know who he is because of the soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only reason. See, oh, by I the like way, the one that's on that's on chopped. Wait. I'm sorry. My mind goes a thousand miles a minute. You are a golden retriever. I told you. But if you like heartwarming stories and gay guys celebrating everybody. God, I'm out twice. Tom? Get back in the closet. I wish podcasts could show my face because it just got to be that a lot of people are like, that motherfucker. But just qu- kidding. Continue. The, well, the th- I, was, I was just going to add, like, I, I like that they so dropped what? the... <laughs> Fuck you, Tom. You're such an asshole. I like that they dropped the for the straight guy uh, right. part. Well, so because it's they still... got one gay guy in there. Well, yeah. And um, it's, I don't know. It's not so much about the... I mean, it's definitely a makeover show. But... I feel like that's not really the the whole point of it. The whole point is, you know, promoting self-love and care and mm-hmm. everything like that. And I and I think that's what 
kind of blindsided me with this new one is I heard PJ raving about it and a couple mm-hmm. other people and Tiff sat down and I was like, oh, let's, you want to watch this new queer? Eye? I'm like, oh, I've heard good things. Like whatever. I have, no, I have no dog in this race because I, you know, I didn't watch the old one. And so we turned it on. It's and... not like there was a continuous plot that you had to be keeping up on. <laughs> exactly. And so we, like that first episode, we were just like in love with the show in happy and sad tears, you mm-hmm. know, through the whole thing. And this is, I've been telling everybody to watch it. And I think th- this is why I, it is the most unabashedly happy show on television right now. I and feel like. the thing about it is I, I'm not a straight guy, but I have also learned many confidence. You strategies. watch enough porn. To be. Last I checked, you're also not a queer eye. Ba-dum, boom. Nope. Not Tom. Hard miss Tom. Damn it. <laughs> Hard miss. But like, especially in when Tan talks about dressing yourself uh, as a shine, as a sign of respect to those that you care about and like as a sign of respect to yourself mm-hmm. that really like struck home with me because I mean I work from home and I go through depressive bouts where I don't get out of my pajamas for weeks at a time so it's like oh man Tan France is telling me to put clothes on to to show that I respect myself thanks Tan so mm. I want to I want to segue that with something because I have watched the Tom episode um, and there was a lot of which talk about the which he's the old redneck dude in like oh, Alabama. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people saying things like, oh man, look at that, Tom. And then they talked about me and made some jokes about how I don't have self-love and I don't take care of myself. And I just want to address that publicly. I wear That's what I up. I wear what I like and I do love myself. And actually t-shirts and jeans are what I fucking like. And I'm comfortable with that. You so do, you guys you, can fuck off. Continue. Not That's that. all. I just think it's important that the message of self-love does not mean self-love based on your vision of someone's self-love. Yeah. But based yeah. on their vision. Yeah, stop it. Yes, daddy. <laughs> Do you not like Jonathan? No. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, fucking Jonathan's the best. I want to uh, hate him so much, but I love him. I thought he was a little over the top the first episode, but like by the end of the first episode, mm-hmm. I was like, especially because he's just so enthusiastic yes. about building people up. I want him to cut my hair. Oh, yeah, fuck. no, there was a really I'm, funny I'm joke into that, about yeah. Uh, yeah. white women stealing that from gay people. Oh, yeah? yeah. Let's hear it. That is just like, I saw some. Like, just that white women have. Just like, hey, white women, you didn't invent. Yes, queen, stop it. <laughs> just made me laugh. Yeah, but they yelled the loudest. <laughs> That's yes. true. Um, no, uh, I'll tell you what, actually, like my hair. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. God sorry. damn it. So speaking of, like, Ooh. I want him to cut my hair, but uh, at the barbershop yesterday, we were talking about queer eye, and the barber's like, I heard it's really good. I was like, yeah, it's really uplifting. But I also was showing him Tan France's hair because I was like, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. But I know that that's way too involved of a fade right now. Right. So just get it close. <laughs> it, the, so here's a funny thing. I went to the barber about halfway through the series because of like what you guys are talking about. They're talking about self-care and take that, that those extra uh-huh. minutes. My hair had grown out. I wasn't really like dressing the bare minimum I needed to for work because I spent five months on paternity leave not really half like I was in sweats and a t-shirt for five months you know the dream I, I, the yeah, fucking well, dream I think so but you would think so after yeah. watching the show like I've tried to take a couple extra minutes you know to yeah, like every morning to look a little bit better mm-hmm. and like my confidence really has gone up like I I don't know I know it sounds cheesy because I know what this show is it's a produced show and like but they do a really right, good but, job. But they do a good job. And, and the message is clean, like clean, positive. I don't know. But so let's take that one step further positive down the rabbit clean. hole. Yes. Imagine how much confidence we could give people like the homeless if we just provided free community showers so they could have some self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And there are like there are some like dry cleaners where they will provide free services if 
like a homeless person has a job interview, they will provide like free dry cleaning services. But you well, are correct. A- if we, you know, spend a little bit more time on. I'm sure you guys have seen that internet video where they take, there's a guy, I think he's in like Spain or something like that. And he looks haggard as hell and they take him in off the street and give him like a full makeover and he's like super handsome and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. The one last thing I want to say about Queer Eye before we move on to something else that's on Netflix. As I really enjoy how accessible they make this show to average people like us. Okay, actually, this is what I was going to say. I totally agree. Because there's an episode where they take a father of six, obviously Mormon, did not stand out to me the first time I watched it. I don't think he's Mormon. I think he's very... I I had points pointed out to me that he does Mormon things. He might... I I felt more Southern Baptist. Yeah. So did I. I, That's... Anyway. Uh... But they made it very accessible because in the previous episode, they took, I think it was AJ to Lacoste and his whole wardrobe is basically Lacoste. But then they take uh, Bobby Camp to Target and they mm-hmm. show you all the cool stuff you can get at Target uh, because people like us who sit around and watch Netflix all day, we're going to go to Target. We're not going to go spend money at Lacoste. And same with Bobby. He outfits every house with Ikea stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a Twitter conversation where somebody was asking what kind of beer they were drinking in the loft. And Kuromo was like, oh, I don't know. You have to ask Bobby. And somebody was asking uh, about the beer and the glass that it came in. And Bobby was like, Ikea USA. So very accessible. Mm. Well, and I think in that same episode, Tan kind of gives his um, speech about fashion that I really liked. Because in the first series, it was based out of New York. And it was very much take these schlubby straight guys to a New York boutique for men. And... You know, of course, like you can walk out of there with like super nice clothes and like, but you know, it's not about buying a $3,000 sweater, right? Because yeah. who's going to realistically right. ever be able to keep up on that? And, and so, same this, with the food, too, because yeah. we are very critical about can Anthony even cook? <laughs> yes, he can. He cre- he creates. He was the cooking are, guy in the original Queer Eyes personal chef. I know, but he makes dishes that are accessible to. He taught the homeboy how to make guacamole, which was hilarious. Yeah, but apparently, yeah. like he also taught him other things that got mm-hmm. cut out. But yeah. like teaching Bobby Camp how to make crockpot chili mm-hmm. for his family—that is something that he's going to use in the future. Well, and I think that accessibility is important too, because if you think about it, people prioritize things differently, right? Like I will spend two grand on a computer. Like that, right? Mm-hmm. But if someone's like, hey, check out this $1,600 sweater, nope. I'm out, right? Like a sweater to me is 20 bucks. Dude. So if you help people find stuff, like that, that's great. That's why well, that appeals to the, the common hundred some odd dollars because I have to be business casual now. Yeah. Right. Which I haven't done in four fucking years. <laughs> well, so. and, Tan's, and Tan's whole thing that he said was like, fuck fashion. Like, I'm not about high fashion. I'm about your style and your brand. You find a look that works for you. Right. And if you can find that look at Target or Walmart or wherever, that's perfect. You know, if that's in your price range. And that's one of the things that is just so accessible about the show. Even Lacoste, right? Mm-hmm. I get that it's high end and they're overpriced polo shirts, right? But at the same time, it's not like a New York boutique. It's still, if that's say, in that, that person's price range. It's only a $70 polo shirt. But same yeah. like with uh, the firefighter, they took him to Banana Republic. And right. Banana Republic is available It's high end, but accessible. Yeah. Like higher end, but ex- like. It's just the fucking gap. Yeah, it no, is. It well, is. Yeah. yeah. It's all well, I'm just saying it's higher children. end than Target, right? Yeah. And then also, this was in that, that article um, that I really liked that I never really caught on to, but kind of along your point, is Jonathan asks everybody, you know, how much do you, how much time do you spend in the mirror in the morning, you know, doing yourself up, shaving, whatever. And the reason why he asks that is because he doesn't want to introduce some sort of regimen to these people that is 
crazy long and involved because they're not going to do it. Yep. So when he asks, so. and they're like, I spend 10 minutes in front of the mirror, Jonathan thinks, okay, what can I improve to make this guy's 10 minutes more worth it in front of the mirror? Because that's all he obviously wants to spend. I'm not going to try to convince him that, no, you need to spend 45 minutes in front of the mirror every morning because mm-hmm. they're not going right. to do it. So at the barbershop, um, he's like, so you can do this and this. Like, you hit up with a blow dryer. I'm like, dude, no. I'm not blow drying. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a little bit of pomade. It's going to yeah. happen. Yep. That's all I'm doing. And he's like, it's funny because he's super into this. Full sleeves used to work on oil fields and we all we talked about is this kind of shit yesterday it's great well and i want to he also is the guy that waxes my nose you should all get your nose waxed because it's fucking amazing no thank you no it's (laughs) you don't need to but i got i need to dude actually it's awesome uh i will say this i feel like you guys should see nick's face right now that is a little choke that is a man that's a man with religion right there like he just found jesus and jesus is nose waxing I will say this about three years ago. I just want to do a quick plug about this is that about three years ago, I started going to a barbershop, like an actual Mm -hmm. barbershop. And I would encourage if you're a guy and you're getting your hair cut at Supercuts or wherever right now, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but treat yourself one time and go to a barbershop. It's really not that much more expensive. And get that get that treatment because I will never go anywhere else. And it's not for everybody, and I understand that. But you I, you don't walk out of anywhere else quite like you do at a barbershop with these guys where they take it so seriously and it's their art and their passion. Yep. And you walk out, out of there feeling like a million bucks instead of random lady number three and right. number two at Haircuts Plus that's, you know, I'm sure she does a fine job, but it's kind of like why some women go to a salon, you know, a high-end salon because – they do a better job. I think every guy should at least try a barbershop once. Well, and I think, I mean, because like I alternate between a barbershop and then my wife's salon, right? And I would agree with you on that point. Like I have never had like a better fade mm-hmm. than like going into a barbershop like, well, actually it's down the street from me. But it, I, I would also argue it doesn't cost that much more. You go to Joseph's? And I go to Oish. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, it doesn't cost that much more. Like, I think when I go to my wife's salon, I pay $25. And when I go to Oish, I pay $30. Like, but that's, also, like, you I pay for quality. That's how I mm-hmm. am about everything yeah. in my life is you pay for quality. You what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's... And I mean, after the first time, can I, can I tell a little story about the first time I found myself in a barbershop? Because I think yes. it's kind of funny. Yes. Like, found yourself yeah. or you actually were in a barbershop? No. So, <laughs> so I had to take... Uh, I had to take my girlfriend's car into the shop and I was thinking of just like a maintenance thing. So I took it in there and it was like a Saturday. I'm thinking like, Oh, I'll just sit around for an hour and then they'll be done. Well, they found like a couple other things wrong with it. And I was like, of course you fucking did. And they're like, well, we can fix it now. And you're gonna, if you do it now, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Cause you're not gonna have to pay for the labor, you know, cause we're already going to be in there. And I was like, yeah, fine. Fucking do it. They're like, okay, well it's going to be like two and a half hours. I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, well, you know what? I need to kill some time and I need a haircut. So I start Googling, you know, around me, you know, haircut places somewhere that's within walking distance. Well, there's some rando barbershop slash salon up the street. I was like, oh, I can walk there. So I walk there and I walk in the door and it's the building's half and half. On the left, it's your lady's salon with all these ladies that know what's up and know what they're doing. And on the right hand side, it's a men's barbershop with all these old dudes and it was very much a black man's barbershop <laughs> and i walked in and it just kind of like 
took me back for a second. I was like, oh, fuck me. I feel like I'm in the wrong place. Just feels so out of place. But uh, this old black dude comes out. He's like, hey, you need your haircut? Yeah, I do. He's like, come on back. Ended up sitting next to a jazz player. I, I don't remember who it was. But he was just talking to me. And then that was when, you know, he's sitting there. took an hour with me, you know, doing a nice fade, trimming up my eyebrows, trimming up my beard line, all this kind of stuff. Super friendly guy. And from that point on, I was like, this barbershop isn't going to work for me because it's way out of my way. But I'm going to a barbershop from now on. Nice. So yeah. it's just it, it's I went to one by I don't our think a work. lot of guys know that, you know, yeah. like. I went to one by our work or when I worked with Tom and it oh, was in Farmington. Yeah. Um, it was like 15 bucks. It was this older dude, super nice guy. Um, uh, just a single chair, just him. Mm-hmm. And he, he just didn't do that great. of it. He did $15 worth. Yeah. He, he, did, a, did. he did a decent job, did, but yeah. not great. And then I went to a place that he was like connected with RSL. It was totally like a black barbershop. And I, it's just out of the way. It was in Rose Park. I found Stefan's. It's off Third uh, West mm-hmm. and Six North. It's just where I go now. And everybody's super chill. When I first went there, they had like a tattoo history museum in the space next door. Oh, that's cool. Because they own the space next door. And just a good spot to go so hang I, out. Like a lot of times they're like, you want a beer? We got beer. <laughs> I, go to, I go to Joseph's over there in Taylorsville. He's got a location in Salt Lake City too. But there's also the environment too. You know, that... Um, I don't know. I don't know what a lady salon is like when they're all, but just a bunch of dudes just kind of hanging out and talking sports or whatever and getting their haircut. I don't know. It's it's a cool experience. Yeah, when I, when it's us ladies, we're just gossiping. Oh my goodness, that's what we figured. So Talk about your you, periods. Yeah, I will tell you. Uh, if you want a negative thirty dollar haircut, you come <laughs> to my house where I will cut your hair because that is what my boyfriend does. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's because Andrew is fiscally responsible. Yep, we and we also, got one of those barber kits from Costco. Before I was just doing it by hand, but now that we got the barber kit, it looks much better. I, it's terrifying. Can we record it? Yeah. Oh we my need god! To record Andrew getting it. Can we do like a live Andrew getting a haircut with commentary from us? That would be awesome. I'm getting better at it, you guys. I mean, I so you didn't I know how to cut hair before. Like you no, have no experience. No, I spent like 12 hours watching YouTube videos. So, Continue. I no, that's, that's her all. being good at so, that. So, that's no, all. I'm not saying she'd be bad at it. I just yeah, that is the thing is I'm not bad at it. No. I am not good at it. Well, here's the thing is, but I have never like hung out with Andrew and been like, what a fucking mm-hmm. atrocious haircut. Right, like yeah, my dude's hair is yeah. is not working. Like he looks like a well kept individual. However, so strong work. you're doing good enough. That's all I can. You're ask. doing <laughs> negative thirty dollars worth. Uh, one day I had cut his hair, and then we went to Winco, and there was a woman from Sports Clips handing out coupons worst haircut i've ever gotten in my life but she was like hi come get your haircut at sports clips and i was like oh my god she knows <laughs> <laughs> she knows that i did worse than sports, sports clips. clips man uh, i hate that place it's such a weird that place is for the guys with fragile masculinity that need to get their I need haircut, a haircut for men yeah i Dude. need a haircut for men but I also need it by a lady though, because I don't want no dude all up in my face, and but, I need sports whoa, 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 whoa. on the TV. But I will, I will put in a plug and say that like whatever happened to bikini cuts? Because throwing uh, it out it's there, lunchbox now. <laughs> Sorry, what? Go on. <laughs> lunchbox is a uh, waxing salon. Oh, is that not what bikini cuts? No, no, no. Is? Bikini cuts. So, I mean, that would be a very great transition. <laughs> I knew the guy that started the place. You're uh, fuck. How old am I? Um, well, you're at least thirty-two. When I was eighteen. No. Uh, I knew the guy that started that place. Or, I guess we we're going to the bar. We we're going to Port Call. So I was 21. 
I had a five-year span where a lot of things happened. I hear you. Um, and he <laughs> we call was, that the bikini cut. Um, <laughs> it's one of the PC <laughs> laptops guys. Yeah, right. And which is why you which, generally saw them always. In the yeah, same right. They were always next door. Yeah. Um, and there was a bikini cut next to Portocol. And there was like so. Was there it a twenty-four hour one? And then like around the corner there was um. What was that fucking tattoo shop? There's a tattoo uh, shop there. And was big, that was when Big Deluxe was there, right? Yeah, yeah. Big, big Deluxe, there? and there was a taco shop, and then there was Bikini Cuts. Yep. You could just work your way down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like Call that shocked. a Saturday. You I start remember, at I Bikini Cuts, <laughs> then you get tacos, yeah. a tattoo, and then you go to port. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Face. Um, port, and if you went to port and then got a tattoo, you definitely did it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for um, sure. But uh, we went and partied at the guy's house out in, like, way west, Jordan, like, Fucking out there before all the almost currents. Not that no, kind like of east, like, east like, past like Copper like Hills, southwest. <laughs> like, yeah, like Copper Hills out towards like, the mine, like eighty eight hundred west. Dude had a stripper pole in his house. Like for fitness, my man was committed. Fitness. They were. That was very weird. People. Like, it was like, a weird time in my life. So, as a man who has seen Magic Mike XXL, which I would love to tell you guys, what a wonderful fucking movie that I've heard is. Nothing but good thing about both it's those movies. Well, we're talking about body positivity and loving yourself. It's a fucking great movie. Like you get in on that movie and you're like, all right, this is about male strippers. It's going to be dick jokes and awful. First of all, I will say it is nothing like the first Magic Mike, which I've not. Seen but I've heard either. the first Magic Mike is really good too. It's fine. But the second Magic Mike is the way to go. It's like seven, right? It's like seven dudes on a road trip finding themselves and also like coming to terms with the fact that actually what they do is good for society. It's really great. <laughs> I'll check it out. I, 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 I would love it. I will I watch, watch most things. <laughs> most things. Yeah, what are you going to do now? Like, I don't know. Like, I that's the thing. So, like I said, I watched, I was looking for something to watch and um, somebody on Twitter recommended Halt and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm. So, I powered through that, and it's a really weird show. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's interesting. But you watched four seasons. Well, like it, <laughs> like the characters in it are really interesting, and then there's the whole like watching tech happen from the '80s. Like it starts in like '83 or something. And isn't like that. the motto of it like "This is the thing"? Well, it's like so. <laughs> the first season they build a computer. And the second season, they stumble into making an online gaming community. Huh. And then they, then they're all in Texas. And then they move to San Francisco, and they make a, um, like a, like eBay. Okay, they make it kind of, but it's like they have like avatars, and it's like a little like eight bit. Uh, like you have to walk in front of somebody, and then you're like chatting, like, "Hey, I'll trade you the hundred dollars for your, you know, fight stick or whatever." And then. They do halfway through season three, they do like a five year jump and it's like 1990. And then they do a bunch of stuff about the okay. web and then they start building the first like website index. Okay. Okay. And then season four is 93 and they're like competing with Yahoo to get on to Netscape and shit like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. So man. it's that sounds pretty cool. Actually. It's yeah. And there's just a lot of weird stuff. Uh, Lee Pace is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And you fucking hate him for the first three and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. And oh, but when he takes his shirt off and he's all scarred up. Yeah, he's like got all these crazy scars and they never talk about what happened to him. And Yeah. Do they eventually talk about No, that? they never oh. talk about what oh, happened to him. Oh, he's messed up. And, but then like I watched the finale. It's a two-part finale. And I was like, fuck, that was 
worth the ride. So the show's so the show's over. Yeah, so they did four seasons and, and it, it finished up in October. Okay, cool. I, I remember hearing about it because of the finale. What station was that on? AMC. A- AMC. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I watched a lot of shows. Um, can we talk about? I'm sorry, you're the model. No, what do you want to talk about? Ugly Delicious. That's yes. what I was going to segue to oh, okay. earlier Perfect. because while we're talking I, about culture and lifestyle, oh man, I really like that show, and I also think I love it could have been a lot better. There's some parts in there that I, I think they're just drifting. Yeah. So what is so? I do the same thing. Uh, what is this show even about? What show? So Ugly, Ugly Delicious. Delicious. So it's called ah. Ugly Delicious. If you've ever watched um, Mind of the Chef or which is also on Netflix, and Chef's also a great show. Chef's Table. Um, he's made a couple appearances on Anthony Bourdain's various shows. Um, he's friends with him. Um, but the chef's name is David Chang. He owns. Um, oh, what the fuck is the Noodle House? Miramoto Momofu- Mashimoto Momofuku. Momofuku. Yeah, and that's how he <laughs> just saying. So that's how he kind of became famous. And the story about his restaurant is really interesting too, because essentially, the reason why it's successful is because it was pretty much on the brink of failing. And so they said, "Fuck it, we're just going to do whatever we want." And then that's what became popular. And that's how he kind of became a big chef. But anyway, um, so the show is about David Chang going through and looking at various types of food. Like they do a barbecue episode. Uh, there's a barbecue episode, a, a whole episode around fried chicken, which made my mm. mouth water. Can I tell you about the best fried chicken you'll ever have after you're done with this? Sure. All right. No, do it now before I forget. So it's in Ohio. Oh, never I'm never going to fuck off. They fucking. <laughs> nope, nothing good ever came out of never Ohio. Mind. You're done. All right, you're missing out. I'm sorry, Tom. i you. Okay. <laughs> it's cooked. They cook it in a fucking pressure cooker, and it's like dangerous and could explode. I, ha- I have a pressure cooker. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but there's you fucking... literally were just recommending it. I wouldn't recommend cooking it, but like the <laughs> restaurant cooks it in pressure cookers, but then they smother it in this like honey Tabasco. It is good. Um, like there's several aspects of the show that just remind me of Tom and Rebecca because the first episode's about pizza, and they pose the question. What is a pizza? <laughs> and you have Ties one guy like this is my hell. Yeah, you've got one guy that's like he's this soup. He owns this little shop. He usually has a queue of like three hundred people out the door to get his pizza, and it's very basic. He makes the dough. He puts some sauce, some cheese, a couple toppings on it, and that's that's what you get. You know, I it's, miss New York. It's nothing crazy. And that so that place we went to in New York was so fucking good. Oh god. And uh, but then he's talking about you know. There's a place, I guess, uh, that serves um, a salad pizza, which they essentially make a pizza crust and then they put down a salad dressing as the quote unquote sauce. And the top is like, you know, a Caesar salad or whatever. Oh my God. But there's no cheese or anything. They don't bake it after that. And he's like, no, that's not pizza. Well, then they had the Japanese pizza, which was sushi. It was like. Yeah. And they kept, him and Aziz Ansari kept like, can, can we have the pizza? Because the guy kept making them like hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Yeah. Like, and like, can we get to the pizza now? Because that's kind of why we're <laughs> but here. But so what is the, like, what is the purpose of the show it's just about just food. about food it's about food but it's also like the culture like the fried chicken episode is a good example very much about culture and race and- yeah okay because they talk about you know the racism behind fried chicken and um they they interview these two black ladies on there who are just wonderful like i i want to go i want to go hang out with these ladies and have a meal with them because mm-hmm. they're just so fun to talk to but they're so enlightened that they talk about you know because one is a kind of a food critic slash historian and the other one owns this fried chicken place. Um, and they talk about slavery and how it was food they cooked for the masters. Yeah, and- exactly. Because they, they were allowed to, slaves were allowed to own chicken, uh, chickens. They weren't allowed to own cow cattle or pigs or anything mm-hmm. like that. They were allowed to have chicken 
there was a thread floating in the air. So <laughs> I was just so, miyagiing some string. It's so cool. Essentially, what they did was they became kind of connoisseurs of chicken and developed all these different ways to cook delicious chicken. And, and one of them was fried chicken. And then white people found out that it's delicious. It's interspersed with them interviewing two chefs in Nashville mm-hmm. who own a hot chicken oh, restaurant because Nashville is hot chicken. Yeah, Nashville hot chicken. And hot and chicken is so. So good. it's like so. That's the thing is what I liked and also wish they had done better is they cut the show where it's just there's different segments and they cut back and forth between the segments. Mm-hmm. So it's like... It's not linear. Yeah, it's not linear linear at all. So it's like Aziz and this guy are in Japan and they're eating this sushi and then they go to Italy and there's these other two people that are getting legit-ass pizza that... How long is it going to take to cook? Oh, you know, 60 seconds. We're going to throw it in this, you know, 700-degree oven and mm-hmm. it'll be done. Just And so they're back and forth and back and forth. And 700-degree brick oven with just fire and wood. It just <laughs> didn't help my attention span for it. So I, I just streamed it that, all day. And that I was, was the other thing that I was concerned about when I was watching the preview for it. I was like, this is a show that doesn't look like it can hold my attention. It was See, just for back me, and forth a bit. I, I love those types. I love a good food show. And I hate... You cook a hell of a lot. Yeah. I do. But like, I also hate your standard food network fare. Like, yeah. I don't like it. But... Dude, Maddie Madison. Yeah. Just, or Maddie Matheson. He's you. just this big old Canadian dude. And I watch his shit on YouTube. I don't even eat most of the stuff that he cooks because I'm vegetarian. Right. And I still watch it all the time. Yeah, the only, it's entertaining as the hell. The only food stuff that we watch is Binging with Babish on yeah, YouTube. That guy's fun. Yeah. But it's, I think the anchor of Ugly Delicious is every episode, it's David Chang and uh, Meehan. What's his first name? I, I can't remember his first name. But it's a food critic that he became friends with um, way back in the day. And it's usually the two of them sitting around a table with anywhere between like one to four other chefs or food critics or experts in this culinary space. And they're talking about it. And then that's when they kind of jump to the segments. But they always come back to these. They had um, talking about it. Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah. Glenn from Walking mm-hmm. Dead's on one episode. As the, he's in Sorry on two food. episodes. They so, have. What's the other guy in uh, Master of None? The guy from Adult Oh, Swim. Eric Warheim. Yeah, Warheim. Eric Warheim. Oh, I saw, uh, yeah, Nick Kroll's in the last episode. Yeah, so, he's in the last episode. What's the ugly part? Well, so so the, the reason why it's called Ugly Delicious is because the um, is there's ugly. an episode in which David Chang talks about he's moved on from kind of the fancy restaurant fare that he kind ah. of got not famous like plating for. everything perfectly yeah, plating with everything tweezers perfect. and yeah. all that. And it's very and that's kind of the whole basis of the show is just really good food for the sake of being really good food, and no one's trying to like overly fuck with it or overly mm. fancify it and he calls the, what he refers to as ugly delicious is like home cooked meals ah. so you know your mom makes that favorite meal that you love and it might be something that she just plops in a bowl for you like there's no but that is your comfort food and that is your home right ah. that's, and so that's why it's called ugly delicious um and one of the interesting parts is in that fried chicken episode um i i don't know what nationality that lady was that was sitting around them with the table at the table she looked like she was at least like half african-american but i almost want to say there was some like hispanic Dude, i was watching it but i was also applying for jobs and so but my point is is she came to the country and apparently her husband is african-american and so they got married and they had some she's new to the country and apparently where she comes from they make a mean fried chicken and so they invite like a bunch of their friends over who are 
a majority African-American folks because they're her husband's friends. And so she makes a meal and it is fried chicken and watermelon. Oh yeah. I remember that part. But it's only because she can make a really good fried chicken and she wanted to share that with them. And it was summertime. So what's a good, what's a good side dish in the summertime? Watermelon. Like there was no, she had no like, preconceived notion because she's not from america about the history of it Uh and her husband is like you can't serve this this is racist and like he had to explain like the the history like you can't invite a bunch of black people over to your house and serve them fried chicken and watermelon like that's you know so you can it's just not gonna go yeah yeah i mean yeah there's nothing stopping you but so that's kind of what they talked about i would say watch the show if you like if you like those kind of food travel shows that aren't gimmicky or out there like oh look at me eat this crazy thing you know it's a it's a great show so back to that tech show you were watching halt and catch fire have you watched code monkeys yes okay cool never mind then it's just, so, yeah it's a fucking great yeah. cartoon and it's loosely based on history so, so before we wrap all this up i want everyone to pitch one piece of pop culture that you've been digesting okay. no explanation just Drop a name and entice the listeners to go check it out on their own. Not it. Well, you're going to have to go. I know. I just need a second. Wolfenstein. Uh, New Colossus, I believe it's called. Wolfenstein 2. You kill Nazis. You kill the KKK. I said no explanation. Uh, I have to entice them. <laughs> you, okay. did, you did kind of like. All right. It's fucking okay. brilliant. Play it. Okay. Queer Eye, 100%. No, something we haven't talked about. Oh, something we haven't talked yeah. about? Yeah. Come back to me. You go, Rebecca. Uh, the Mick. I'm with you. You were not the first person to. It's pretty. The funny. Mick is very. It is very pretty great. good. Fucking hell. Or the new episode of Agents of Shield, which I ain't gotta talk to you about. It. <laughs> and I know, I know. I'm just gonna give you a heads up about okay. it. Speaking oh. of shows, I got tired of. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Tom. Okay, I know I brought it up before, but I didn't really talk about it. Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Go back and watch that. 1994. Good year. <laughs> the Hobbit. Don't watch the movies because they're god awful. But go read the book, or the fucking animated series the BBC did. I haven't mm, seen terrifying. it. And I really want to. It's actually really good. Terrifying. It's actually good. All right. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.